Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and welcome to Small Biz Chat Live. Now, Small Biz Chat Live is a peer-to-peer interview show that gives small business owners a way to get and share invaluable business advice. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. And we've been doing this thing 11 years and we're not going to stop anytime soon. We all know right now we are living in perilous times and we need motivation, inspiration, and good ideas. And that is what we have for you tonight. You know, our goal at Small Biz Chat is to give you information, sage advice that's going to take your business to the next level. You know, I'm a big believer that when you start a small business, that you should start as a side hustler first until you get to the point where your business is actually throwing off real revenue, because we know that when you cut your paychecks off, they're off. So replacing your corporate salary is not so easy. But I have a guest here who has done it successfully, walked away from a six-figure job, and he could not be happier. And he's going to talk about if you're ready, if you've been running in your side hustle business and you looking for the information and courage to transition over, I got the guy here to talk to you about it. His name is John Clyde, and he has a very successful real estate business, but he was a state trooper for the police before he started his business. So I, I want to hear, I want all of you guys to hear his story. I've known him for a very long time. He recently released his first book called Leaving Six Figures. And he's here tonight to talk to us about, you know, how he made this transition because now he owns $7 million worth of real estate. He cannot imagine going back and punching a clock for somebody ever again. So John, welcome to Small Biz Chat Live. Thanks, Melinda. I'm excited to be here. And wow, a lot of good information on this chat today. So thanks for having me. Hey, you know, I don't be messing around, John. All right, listen. So you worked a full-time job in law enforcement for how many years before you went off and became a full-time real estate agent? And then eventually you opened your own real estate practice, right? So you have many real estate agents that actually work for you now, right? Yeah, I did 17 years and had this this great idea that I was going to leave three years shy of a pension for life. So here I am. <laughs> no, it, it was a well thought out decision as I put in the book. And like you said, I mean, it, it's smart to, to start anything out as a side hustle because if you have family, you know, Scott talked about his family and you got to be smart. You know, you just can't, you know, you got to think about more than just yourself. And, and then obviously, you know, if you get in the business and you bring others along and you're not right, then you you mess up other people's lives too. So definitely need to be smart when you go from, you know, the side hustle to the main hustle. But I would say the the, the state police part of it was easy and hard. It was hard because I, I worked so hard to get that that job or that career. I mean, it was like 10,000 people that applied and only a few hundred made it. So it was it was just a, at the time back in the, in the late, I guess, mid 90s. A lot of people wanted to be state troopers. Um, it was, you know, sixty thousand dollars a year base, and you know, it seemed to be really good and, and uh, a lot of benefits and all these things. So 
it, it seemed to be good. But as you grow and your mindset grows in life, you start to say, is this who I really am? And you start to get some juices in you that you never thought you had. And, you know, so you, 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 you kind of it, it plays itself out somewhat. All right. So how do you encourage you to do it? Because how many years did you work the side business and work full time as a state trooper? How many years did you do both? For a, for a long time. I was well, really 1999. I got my license and I did them for pretty much up until 2014. I worked, you know, I was like minus what, 40, 55, 60 hours a week. And then I, at one point I was one of the top real estate agents in, in the country and units sold. And I did, you know, flipping homes all at the same time. So as you could believe it was, you know, I was able to go, but my body was like, no, 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 no. Doing this. <laughs> Wait a minute now. And you have a bunch of kids too. Like that. How many children do you have? I have four. I have uh 13, 12 and twins that are nine. Yeah. So, okay. So wait a minute. So, so, so you're like, <laughs> you're yeah. working full time as a state trooper. You're, you're a, a real estate agent. You're flipping houses and you got four little kids. Like your kids are not that, Oh, I thought your kids were older than that. No, they're young. Yeah. So your wife is a saint. Is that what you're telling me? I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. what you're telling me. Your wife is a saint. Because I'm like, I, you were not running all those trains. That's a lot. That's a, wow. I mean, I'm actually even more impressed now. So, all right. So so let's get into this. So you, you're running the business. You, 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 you know, you're working full time and you have like a dangerous job. Like people shoot at state troopers, you know, like it's not like you, you were able to just phone it in or kind of go to work tired. Right. I mean, you, you kind of had to pay attention because not paying attention, you could die doing your job. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I, I worked across the bridge from where you are. I was in Camden, which was at the time when I was there the most dangerous city in America. And it's only nine square miles. So I was assigned there and, and I was on the shoot team. So, but you know, really, that's kind of what that there was times there that made me know that, you know what, I can get myself killed because my mind was not there anymore. And, mm-hmm. you know, I started to see the transition from business owner away from that. And and then I started to say, you know, I can get some I can get myself killed and other people killed. That was that was kind of the change in my mindset was I had to think about more than just myself and my family, too. I mean, I you know, they're they're pretty important, too. So. <laughs> Of course they are. So, all right. So you're doing all of this. What kind of support system did you have? Because I'm imagining you, you you had to have some help to be, you know, working full time and showing houses and selling houses. I mean, flipping. I mean, you tell me about the the, the infrastructure and support that you kind of have to put around yourself if you're going to be, you know, side hustling while working a full time job. Well, you know, listening to Scott, you know, there's a lot of parallels. And what I what I didn't know is I, I thought I can do everything myself. So that's the part where I learned probably four or five years in uh, this word called leverage. <laughs> really nice word. And then talent acquisition, you know, what talent looks like. But I really didn't understand it, to be honest with you, probably until about seven years ago when I joined Keller Williams, because I was really a practitioner. And I define a practitioner as you know, the doctor who, when he goes on vacation, you see the sign up that I'm, I'm gone for the two weeks and I'll see you, see you soon. You know, that, that's a practitioner. And I had to start becoming a business owner who was able to hire talent that can actually do whatever role they need to do with my, you know, supervision and accountability and setting clear expectations. So, and I didn't learn that till really getting around like people like your guests and really reading books, just being a lot, lot more smart 
around business as opposed to being that practitioner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, all right. So you you ran your business almost 14 years while you were working full time. That's a long time, but I but I get it. Do you wish you would have transitioned sooner? Like if you do you wish you would have walked away from being a state trooper like, you know, five years earlier? Like, do you ever think about that? Yeah, you know, I, I do a lot. I, I probably should have left in 2007. I left in 2014. And it, it probably, uh, I don't see it now, maybe 10 years from now. I think I'll see the toll that it did on me then. But I knew I should have left. But I think like anybody in that side hustle stage, Melinda, is that uncertainty and fear. And even when money still wasn't my reason anymore, because I was doing well with my passive income streams, it still was that fear and that embarrassment that I worked so hard for this job and leaving it and just feeling, you know, not right. It just felt not right. And I was like, I deserve to get that that pension and that badge and shake the hands and really have this retirement party. So I really felt sorry for my own self. And then I was like, you know what? No one really cares. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, you know, no one really cares. So if I'm not happy and and my life's not in alignment, then it really doesn't matter. So I started to really process it, ask a lot of really smart people that I trust and, and and map out a plan. And, and, you know, little by little, I'm like, wow, this is starting to make sense. This is, there's some clarity here. So I know now we do have quite a few real estate agents that work under you. So you're, so you're like coaching and motivating. I mean, you've got like a whole apparatus. How many folks do you have working for you? I I run the region that's almost 10,000 agents and I I own six market centers that we're we're all over about 12, 1200 agents. So uh, you know, we got a nice amount of agents in our world, and uh, we actually had a call today. A cult, it's called a cultural summit, and we had a, a almost a thousand folks on the on the Zoom platform. So, and we probably had over two thousand chats going on. So it was a really powerful thing to see, kind of you know, eight years removed of kind of what's been created from the start then. So it's it's really cool to see. How do you? sort of like exercise your leadership skills to be, you know, motivating. I mean, right now is a scary time, even though the interest rates are lower than they've ever been getting a mortgage isn't as easy. Like now I heard you got to have 20% or you can forget it, you know? So is it getting harder in your industry and how are you keeping people encouraged? Because the real estate business is a kind of like, if you don't sell a house, you don't eat kind of thing. So how, how have you been, you know, kind of motivating the troops to help people? Well, you're in Pennsylvania. So in Pennsylvania, we, we can't sell real estate. Real estate's not considered essential. We're one of only three states in the country that, that can't sell real estate. I'm in New Jersey. My businesses are in New Jersey and Delaware too, but it's it's unique. It's crazy because in, in, New, in Pennsylvania, these agents, especially in Keller Williams, are figuring out ways to be creative. And, you know, I see a difference in New Jersey as opposed, I mean, they're both a difference in profitability and things, but you could see the the hunger because they know they can't do it. They're figuring out ways to do things that, you know, whether it be getting their client base up, whether they're getting their business more in alignment now, you know, they're, you know, Scott talked about, you know, financially getting yourself in a good place or really monitoring those expenses and really being very purposeful around what you do. And I think for me as a leader now, it's like, you know, I got to start here at my house, right? So if my family's not in place, I can't be in place. I got to really make sure that my mindset's right every day. And then I motivate and 
and, and get my family's mindset in the right place so that they can get through these days. And then I go into the business part of it, right? I kind of follow, follow the God, family, then business kind of mantra in my life. Awesome, awesome. Well, listen, you have given us so much wonderful information. You are a side hustle success story and I love it. All right, John, tell me what is your favorite podcast? I have a whole lot, but uh, I'm going to go with my man, Gary Keller, who's my mentor. Uh, Think like a CEO uh, with uh, Jay Papazan and Gary Keller. And it's incredible because he really tells his journey, how he created the number one real estate company in America. Really when, and then now, I don't know if you know, I mean, with this virtual platform, I mean, he was the only one four years ago that said, you know, technology is the way to go. And everyone says you're crazy. And now everyone's going to technology in our, in our industry. So it's, it's kind of cool to watch the progression of where it started and where it is today. I'm, I'm actually a big fan of Gary Keller. I actually, his book, The One Thing is like one of my favorite business books, actually. So I'm an actual big, big fan of his. What is your favorite business app? Favorite business app? We have a KW app that's unique because it's it's actually um, if you think of it a pizza delivery analogy when your pizza is not, is late you you get on the phone thirty minutes and call the pizza delivery and says you know where's my pizza you really don't want to call you just want the information of where the pizza's at right mm. well the app's kind of like you don't want on you don't want a on demand realtor you want on demand information so this app kind of gives you on demand information of where your transaction is so it's a pretty cool app oh neat neat that sounds cool all right. What's your favorite old school marketing tip? Your favorite old school marketing tip? Old school marketing tip. The one thing that really made me a successful realtor, and I did, I never had any marketing class. You know, again, I'm a old Knox type of, of guy. Was the business card, meaning that you know I just let everyone know what I did anytime I seen someone. So. The marketing strategy is always having conversations with people all the time, everywhere you are, and celebrating them and then celebrating your business when you find the time to do so. And that's been my my go-to and it still works today. Even not not in the pandemic, but before. <laughs> right, right, right. All right. Last question. What is your favorite business book? Favorite business book that you've read either recently or all of all time? Five levels of leadership, position. Permission, production, people development, pinnacle. I think, you know, it's been something, especially when we take on existing companies and you you come in there and you think you're going to just fire everyone or you're going to, you have this thought, you got to get in there just because you got the role don't mean you get the permission to lead those folks. So I think it's a great Bible of how to lead people. Well, listen, thank you all so very much. I want to leave you all with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. If you want to learn more about my guest tonight, head over to my blog, succeedisyourownboss.com. I am Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, Visit SucceedAsYourOwnBoss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.